hey, John, how are you doing now that politics is over and hey. we can go back to being normal? Hey, Aiden. Uh, I sure do love going back to normal now that politics is done with. We yeah. Can, we can put it all behind us, forgive and forget, come together as, as one people in, in the United States of America. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> interesting times uh li- listeners uh politics fucked us up this week uh we <laughs> uh aiden aiden was particularly fucked up and requested that we 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 push push forward a bit and here we are the day before the episode drops uh <laughs> that's how that's how fucked it was uh <laughs> Yeah, it was it was a good idea to work up a buffer specifically before election week because I I tr- I was like keeping it cool on the surface I think but like I was a bit of a nervous wreck I was definitely the guy with the tab open that just had a Google search for election yeah me too me too <laughs> um I I specifically did not go on Twitter or look at any results at all um on Tuesday the day of. Because I knew that it wouldn't help anything, it just made me nervous. And then on Wednesday, I just broke, and I was like, "All right, I'm, 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 I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to think of, like doing like the Coomer meme, but for electoral politics." <laughs> um, but I was like, "All right, fuck it, I have to, ch- I have to look at stuff," and I did, and it made my week bad. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking roller coaster. Um, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, um, I'm sure it'll continue in some format, but man, the the, yeah. the like four days. Of of just so many twists and turns, up and down, ups and downs. The <laughs> and it, it's like, oh, we elected Joe Biden. Yeah, uh, we did it. Reddit, we did it. We won. Um, I think okay. I, I it's been on my mind since since I'm a very online person. Uh, I I was thinking about like being online when it comes to politics. And mm-hmm. I, I've I've become so accustomed to like the atmosphere of the internet under Trump because I didn't start paying attention to politics until maybe around like 2015. So I don't yeah. I don't really remember a time of what it was like, uh, uh, like with an Obama atmosphere online. And I'm kind of interested to see like how things are gonna be online specifically going forward yeah it's an interesting question because i remember that like before 2016 like the the emergence of the anime nazi (laughs) was was really emboldened by the trump campaign yeah and his, his election um but i don't think the anime nazis are going away which is just tragic so tragic yeah uh like I, I don't I, the Obama era internet. I was younger, so I didn't really pay a lot of attention to politics. But yeah, I remember, yeah. like, I used the internet a lot. And I used the sites that were popular in the internet a lot. I used a lot of Facebook. I used a lot of like fucking uh, Reddit and bullshit. Um, like, a, a know your meme when I was a kid, and like I remember, like, politics was always there, but it was the fucking zeros in like early 2010s politics online was a lot more like man george bush sucked <laughs> uh obama is cool and also funny before like late obama just kind of everyone realized like oh he just drone strikes people and he gave up on all his progressive values yeah so it was very like neutered i guess 
Yeah. Um, and then now in this modern day and age where Twitter is now the only website and it's impossible to, uh, every, every discussion of politics on Twitter involves a death threat, which is like, as it should be, um, it's, it's very different. And I, I, I kind of doubt that it's going to return to what it was before. I feel like we're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Um, of, uh, speaking of Twitter being the only, the only website, uh, apparently there's like a, a mass exodus going on with, with conservatives right now. Really? To, to some app called parlor. I, I hadn't heard of it. Apparently it's been around for a few years. I've Uh, heard of this. Um, but I, I saw, I saw some conservative family members posting about it on Facebook. They were, they were sharing their parlor usernames and I looked it up and immediately the first, like in the description, the, the Wikipedia description, it, it says that it's its main user base is Trump supporters, conservatives, and Saudi nationalists. Oh my god. <laughs> and I didn't was not aware of the Saudi nationalist part. Yeah. I, I I got curious and I wanted to see like how shitty it was and I like downloaded it and first of all, horrible app. It's literally like barely functional. <laughs> I don't doubt it. It it, it felt like Whoever made it either has never made an app before, or whoever they paid to make it was very underpaid. <laughs> Is there a, are there paid features of it? Um, no, I don't really? think so. Really, the Parler is like the third racist Twitter replacement that I can think of. Like, uh, any old heads might remember Gab from <laughs> from like that from a couple years ago the the frog twitter um where it was like hey if you got banned from twitter for being racist come hang out on gab and it was popular for a while and i believe it fell apart because it turned out to be some kind of grift and there was like uh i remember at the beginning like they were wary of people signing up just to troll so they made you sit on a waiting list but it was kind of fake because yeah. it would, like, give you a number that was like, oh, you are number blah, 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 10,000 or whatever on the waiting list. And then it would just automatically prove after, like, two days. Yeah. So that's, uh, like, a good sign at the start is that, like, you have a fake uh, wait list to get in. Um, and then it, it, I think that it just fell apart because it it was just trolled to death because uh, it was really funny. Um, you had Minds.com, which I think is, j- like, just racist social media. Yeah. I think that's where you go if, like, you want to talk about skull shape. Um, and, yeah, Parlor is the newest in a long, long lineage of, like, what if we took popular website and made a version of it that gets shut down in, three mo- in, in like, six months, uh, where the whole premise is that you can just be racist on it. Yeah, I, I, I immediately, like, found uh, my aunt's account, and I looked through her, her following list and immediately saw an account that, that had anti-antifa in in their bio oh boy (laughs) which anti-antifa is like it's one of the funniest things to like come out of like the past four years not a lot to unpack there but certainly something significant yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah the Listeners, forgive us, but like, a lot of demons to exercise after election week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, if, how things will change. Because I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the, the conspiracy brand, the conspiratorial stuff kind of dies down a little bit, because I feel like, Dear God, I Trump hope so. <laughs> did a lot to enable, like, QAnon and that vein of shit Pizzagate. Yeah. Uh, beforehand. And that really got a lot of traction on Twitter. And th- I I have some vague hope that, like, with Trump out of office, um, may- perhaps some people will lose faith, or at least the, the traction that has been afforded to QAnon and the like will be greatly diminished now that the Lord and Savior is not in office anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, as everyone has said, like, yeah, fucking Biden still sucks ass. Um, he's terrible. I hate him. Uh, it's an upgrade, but there's still a lot of... Think this does not really change anything besides slow the descent into hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, borrowing, I think I borrowed that line from the AOC interview that came out this morning. Um, but yeah, fucking. But you know, at least we don't have to deal with four more years of uh, Republican executive branch. So true. Yeah. Um. Uh, another good question is. How will Homestuck be shaped by a Joe Biden pre- presidency? <laughs> oh my god. I I don't know enough about what Homestuck is like under the Trump administration to answer that. You will find out. You will know. <laughs> anyway, talking about speaking of Homestuck. Speaking of Homestuck, shout out to our shout out to our listeners on Parlor. Uh <laughs> no. Shout out no. shout out to the Homestuck fandom on Parlor. <laughs> Oh my god. That would be a great op just to install a, a like a rogue leftist homestuck fandom on like one of these racist websites just to confuse the shit out of like racist <laughs> boomers. That'd be funny. If anyone wants to do that, like I don't have the energy to do that, but like more power to you. Send us some screenshots if you decide to do this. It'd be so epic. So hashtag based. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I feel like there's there's so many more things like in my head surrounding this, but like I've all been talking about for a couple days. So what what say we get into the comic and give my my brain some reprieve from electoral politics? I one one last thing before we move on. I, I opened okay. Parlor and I typed in Homestuck in the hashtag section and immediately mm. there there's twenty eight posts with hashtag homestuck and six posts with hashtag homestucks against Trump. Okay, so we hit... <laughs> I, uh, all right. Okay. All right. I always thought you were going to say, like, it, it was like somebody just came up with that phrase on their own to describe, like, the lockdown. Like, oh, the Democrat, the demon rats have us homestuck in our houses <laughs> with masks on. Um, but I guess power to whoever is supporting the, the homestucks against Trump movement on... All, all right, I... I, I, I opened the Homestuck tag and immediately saw a picture of Aaron and I, I closed the app. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done here. We're, we're done. Moving we're moving on. on. We're moving on. Welcome, listeners, to, to a Homestuck podcast. Uh, episode 31? Episode 31, yeah. That's a prime number, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. I, 
I, I, we, we were finished recording last time, and I was like, damn, that was episode 30, and you were like, it's not that much of a milestone, but, like, I mean, every I mean, time we hit another bad. 10 episodes, I'm like, damn, that's a lot. Yeah, I, I, it just doesn't feel like a milestone to me. I, I'm one of those people that go, that goes, like, 10, 25, 50, 100, and then 200, and then that. Yeah, I'm, that makes sense, too. Uh, it's like fucking every <laughs> every additional episode is uh, is a is a miracle to me. Wow, we haven't quit yet. Good for us. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, good for us. But uh, I I guess we can get into this week. Um. I I a surprisingly like. Uh, I don't want to say short, but I felt like when I was doing my notes for it that it was it was over it was over before I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Uh, um, there's, like, one big thing that this focuses on. There's a couple, but it's, like, a lot of thing, a lot of, uh, catching up between characters happens. Yeah. Um, but I guess to, to get into it, uh, bless you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> had some, had some shrimp fried rice earlier. Shrimp I had, us. I had Sonic for lunch. Oh, that's uh, fucking The first time sad. I've ever had Sonic. Ever? Um, yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, what'd you, what'd you, wait, what'd you get? I got a double cheeseburger and onion rings, and okay. they were both solidly okay. I, I, I think uh, the sides and the drinks are like the best thing to get at Sonic. I was deliberating getting a, like one of the unique drinks, but I just went with a Coke because I was feeling uh, boring today. You should, you should have got like a Coke and told him to put, put some. I don't know, like a squirt of vanilla in it or something. Maybe, maybe next time. It's it's right next to the store that we've been going to to get our Yu Gi Oh cards. So <laughs> we'll probably we'll probably get it again sometime in the future. Okay. Um. Anyway, uh, for the ninth time, Homestuck. Uh, <laughs> let's get into Aradia, it. She's here. It, this is what you've been looking for, and you're you're like beating around the bush. She's here. Yeah, yeah. I I really like this part. Um. Again, no secret that I am a bigger radio liker. Uh, this this section, uh, this, the first section of the reading, um, is documents uh, the freshly risen Aradia's um, first foray into the dream bubbles, um, or a, a, in I guess in her living form. Um, she seems very familiar with them already. Yeah, but. Yeah, which is interesting. Um, but she finds a bubble and uh, peeks into it, and it appears to be uh, not her memory, but the memory of a a, a specific doomed Aradia that was destroyed in the fight, uh, stalling out Jack to protect the rest of the trolls. Um, and the one that it specifically focuses on is one that was attacked by uh, Jack attacked it attacked her. Using Cal, she teleported uh, in away, got hit by a reckoning meteor, and plunged back onto Alternia uh, for herself to find. So this explains uh, how Cal ended up on Alternia, and also uh, how already got the Crosby top because Cal was. Yeah, because uh, Jack had wedged Dad's wallet inside of uh, Cal's shirt. We get this cool, cute little sequence where uh, baby Aradia, baby Aradia uh, 
fucking sees the meteor, runs to it, uh, does some archaeology, and uh, is... Uh, I don't know what this expression is con- is conveying here on 3586. It's an all-timer for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know what, what emotion it's meant to convey. She She's reacting in some way to finding her own robotic remains and a weird little uh, white wrapper doll, uh, puppet thing. I would say shock is a, is a good description of, of that expression. Maybe. <laughs> Shock and befuddlement. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm now realizing that I don't really, I don't really have a good way to describe Cal either. Cal is, I feel like Cal's an object that defies description. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm just realizing this now. He, he is certainly an object. Uh. Yes. Of some, of some variety. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, Aradia observes this memory of hers in a dream in in her dream in the dream bubble, um, and uh, kind of whispers over the shoulder of her younger self uh, as she mess as she goes to message Solix to discuss her archaeological findings. Um, this quickly is derailed uh, by Solix's uh, feeling that something is off. Um. And, uh, the, the living Aradia herself, uh, kind of is, interjects when they try to go back, to, they, they, they try to ignore it, uh, this weird feeling, uh, but the living Aradia, uh, interrupts and says, uh, no, we have, we have, we have plot exposition to do. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love, I love plot exposition. It's pretty good. Um, so... The 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 Aradia, the doomed Aradia, uh, quickly real remembers uh, who she is and uh, switches her text to blue uh, to make it easier to decipher the pester logs. Um, Solix also remembers uh, where he, what stage he is in. Uh, this Solix is not dead. Um, this is the the currently sleeping Solix. Well, uh, well, n- knocked out. Solix. KO'd Solix. Uh, after f- uh, being knocked out by Ayrton and falling down the stairs. Uh, blind Solix. Um, they talk about uh, a bunch of stuff. There's a lot, the lot, lots of text here. I have to locate where I am in my notes. Um, Solix, uh, comes, he, we have another, we have the first, I guess probably the first thing of him coming to terms with his blindness, uh, he, almost immediately is like, you know what, this is kind of tight, uh, I don't have to worry about shit. Um, Aradia informs, uh, Solix that he is now merely doomed, which is, uh, not the greatest thing to be, but Solix takes it in stride. Um, and also, some un- some foreshadowing there, uh, I guess. Um, the I like this line where the Aradia bot uh, chimes in um, with the comment that the best part about being doomed is you only have to put up with it until you die. True. True. I it's it's, it's a pretty good line. I wonder what it I wonder what it feels like to be doomed. Probably sucks. Um. 
Jade chimes in. Uh, we a sleeping Jade is now part of the now part of this dream bubble. Part th- part of this whole sequence um, that's kind of entertaining is that even after it stops showing up in the text, uh, you can see characters hop in and out of their exposition party. Yeah, and it's it's kind of kind of easy to like pinpoint like where they're coming from in the timeline. It is very cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I feel like I just interrupted you there. No, you're good. Um, but it, it's funny to watch uh, uh, Dreaming Vriska pop in and out uh, in a panel and just completely go unnoticed. Um, but yeah, our 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 living Aradia um kind of continues her role or assumes her role as like the patron saint of the dream bubbles that I was talking about last time. Uh. As she explains who is dead, who is alive, who is dreaming. Um, and explains to them the concept of the dream bubbles traveling between them, uh, navigating uh, between overlapping points in memory, and how she is uniquely qualified to traverse the dream bubbles since she has a very advanced understanding of time. Um, let's see. Uh, comments on Jade's odd fashion choices with the weird, uh, is that the, that's not the three in the morning dress. No, that's the, uh, fuck, what's it called? (laughs) It has, like, a, a a playing card theme name. It's the one that looks like, uh, this meant to look like anime. Yeah. Um. It's the, it's the Lulu from Final Fantasy X, uh, skirt. (laughs) But not made of belts. Um. Aradia comments that uh, this bubble they are in is important and that she has to show uh, what... Th- it is meant to be shown. Uh, this this whole sequence is exposition for the benefit of the reader, on uh, pretty much. Great. Um, but it, it, specifically, it is important because it will help... It, it's, uh, she says it is important because it will help us begin to understand why we are all here. Um, and... It will help uh, those who have passed on to understand why their sacrifices were necessary. It will help those who are still alive to understand the course of events that must be taken in the future. Um, so they start out at this juncture by moving to Kanaya's memory. Um, they attempt not to spoil it immediately, uh, but Kanaya catches on almost instantly that she's in a dream. Yeah. Uh, Good old smart girl. Yeah. Um, I like that she just says that it seemed obvious, um, with, like, she, she's just immediately aware what's going on with no explanation. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Aradia comments that, uh, you are undergoing a metamorphosis which you have been groomed for since you were very young, which is an interesting choice of words, yeah, I believe. Uh, yeah, I... <laughs> We've been talking about Doc Scratch like that for a minute, uh, and it it, it just kind of says it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Where are we? The issue here is that like there's a couple key things happen to each page, but there's about a million lines of text between them. Yeah, I I, I think the most important thing that happens next is Aradia says that uh, she had a gift from the ruins, and that mm-hmm. gift was Cal. 
uh, for, yes. for, for Kanaya to repair. Yeah. I also like Kanaya's comment on this page, 3596, where she says the nature of the afterlife is probably very old-fashioned, um, which is a fun lampshade, I think. Given how, like, the dream bubbles are very contrived. Yeah. But they're not really that different from any uh, traditional imagining of an afterlife. Yeah. Um... But yeah, the important part here is that uh, Kanaya's contribution to this chain of memories that Arati wants to show everyone is that she was gifted Cal by Arati after the archaeological uh, discovery, and she repaired him, and she gave him a, a fancy little green suit. Which we've um, seen before. We uh, sure have. Uh, when, when Cal was with Hussey in the, the questionably canon segment uh outside of the story interesting yes interesting um the the, the hussy segments are like on a very dangerous collision course with the rest of the story as we'll see shortly um but yeah uh not much to say from kanaya she repaired the doll and made him a nice outfit um dream saw or dreaming solix pieces out uh at this point also um but yes, uh, we go on to observe uh, the next part of the story, which Aradia begins to hint at as being uh, part of the entire Flarp thing. Which, fittingly, the next thing we have to see is Tavros. Uh, uh, dead Tavros, uh, in the, reliving the memory of shortly after he was thrown off the cliff by Vriska. Um, and... His part of the memory is that he is manipulating back at home, uh, Horseroni, uh, good old Horseroni, to scrawl a part, a a part of the code, a part of some code, on his walls. Not unlike uh, Rose or um, not like the kids. Uh, formed of tick, T one C K. Um an incomplete fragment of the larger code. Uh, let's see. She then goes on to elaborate that uh, she herself would write the other half of this pair, uh, the talk T0CK on her walls, um, after, uh, it, um, after uh, in in uh, accompanying the events of that fateful night, um, and again, uh, Vriska and Terezi would be responsible for the other half to uh, Aradi and Tavros's half of the code, which is still not yet complete. Um, as the doomed Aradi about elaborates, um. There were an additional eight symbols from a wild card, as she describes it. A, a Doom timeline, the Doom timeline that Aradiabot was from, one in which it appears that Gamzee made some kind of, uh, awoke to his true nature much earlier and made some kind of murderous rampage against the other trolls while they were, before they even got a chance to get into the game, it looks like. Haunting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> geez. The, 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 the fucking, uh, the, just the scene of like 
Terezian Karkat dead. It's fucked up. Pretty pretty fucked up. Also, poor Jade. Jade doesn't need to yeah, be Jade, seeing all this. Jade is really getting a crash course here in uh, Alternian culture. Um, and you can you can see in these panels, she looks pretty upset. I didn't catch that in my first read-through. Uh, but yeah. Gamzee, uh, in this timeline, would go on to scrawl out the, the full code in the other troll's blood in uh, Karkat's te- uh, coding textbook. Um... Let's see. Uh, but uh, the the doomed radio bot uh, came from this timeline um, with the book. Uh, or where is it? Which which uh, she lost track of, and Aradia then says that all of the books uh, were lost track of. Interesting comment. Um, that uh, in. In all of, like, that implies that, like, in all of the Doom timelines, uh, the, the book was important. Yeah. And not even in all the, I don't know, I feel like this is a, this is a weird line, because the, the living Aradia, that implies that she was part of this collective that had the book. Um. Well, I, I, no, I think she's referring to the, the Flarp books. Oh right, okay, okay. Because she said each fragment would be transcribed in our rule books. There you go. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So oh, it you. was the four rule books, and then this this book from the Doom timeline, which we mm. lost track of, and then presumably found by Black Queen, because we we then get the big reveal of of what this code w- was used for. The exact same thing that it was in the kids session. Um, using the code, uh, Cal and, uh, Vriska's cue ball, um, uh, the agents created Doc Scratch, their first guardian, um, to the surprise of somebody, I'm sure. Uh, I, I forgot that Cal was just straight up part of the blueprint of, of Scratch, and it, it, it upsets me a little bit. It's great. Um, there, there's, there's some interesting implications, uh... With with this this ectobiology segment, um, I I, I would I would go out on a limb and say, uh, ectobiology would probably only work on living things, and I feel like the implication here is that the cue ball and cow are both living beings. I hate it. Uh, which is. <laughs> Bunch of red would, flags pop up, particularly I would with like, cow. <laughs> I would like to believe that you can get some kind of ectobiological DNA out of an object in the same way that you can get, like, a capture code out of it in this universe. Um, I want to believe. I do... I, I want to ignore the possibility that Cal is alive as long as possible. <laughs> Um, I, I, I hate it. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of Doc Scratch, um, we get to spend a little bit of, a, a little bit of time with him. Um, precious, valuable time. Great. Uh, he, he seizes control of the narrative, uh, to, uh, kind of shit around and jerk himself off for a couple pages. 
um so we 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 join scratch uh in his home i guess uh as he awaits a guest um he kind of like I don't know what to describe it as besides him, like, kind of jerking himself off a little bit about how he already knows everything that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I took note of that. He's, he's very indulgent in the fact that he is omniscient and he cannot mm. shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he goes on this little tangent about, uh, how, Someone uh, as uh, as big and smart and big brain and omniscient as him doesn't need uh, peepholes to see uh, who his guests are or when they've arrived. And it's like, come on, dude, shut the fuck up. It's so much. He he, <laughs> he just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, not the most likable character, I have to say. Yeah. Um. But uh, his guest arrives. It's uh, punished Venom Slick. <laughs> Um, uh, three years before, uh, four years before the Phantom Pain would come out, uh, here we have, uh, Jack Noir sporting, uh, an eye patch and a mechanical arm. It really makes you think. Really makes you think. Um, I mean, I guess that's a feature of Riska as well, but she has, like, the blacked out glasses and not the, just the eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> It's really funny. I I think that the sides line up too. Although I could be wrong. I haven't played Phantom Pain in a while. Yeah. Um, uh, Metal Gear episode coming never. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, but it's him. It's the slick we know and love from from the intermission. Uh. uh yeah. Presumably. Uh, I mean. And. Uh, well. Did he have a robot arm the last time we saw him? Did he? I. I I know that at the end of the intermission, we saw him get his arm removed, and as well as his eye. Uh, so I think it's a pretty safe assumption that it's the same one. Yeah. I don't remember if we've seen him before with the the, the robot arm. But yeah, uh, Slick is not one to mince words, and immediately begins just trying to just beam the shit out of uh, Scratch with his little uh, horse stick. It's great. Um... Scratch uh, takes it from him and ties into a knot, uh, to while saying some bullshit. Um, I actually do kind of like uh the line here on thirty six twenty, um, where he says uh he he is his master's soldier in a war of one bullet fired. I think that's a pretty good line. Yeah, I I, I wrote that line down. I like the the emphasis on like uh. The once Lord English shows up, like he's already won. Yeah. Um. It, it's it's the thematic thing with the the villain, obviously, but I think it's a pretty strong thing, and it's a Huzzy knows how to write uh cool lines sometimes, even though it's embedded in this insufferable nonsense. Yeah. Um. Hints that uh, Scratch has some other name that is unknown as well. Um. Let's see. Uh, Scratch uh, placates Jack with a bowl of uh, Scotty Dogs. Uh, Look at Scotty Dogs. Um, and uh, 
hints that before they can continue with whatever business they have, uh, he has some minor interruption to tend to. Uh, we don't see whatever is after the minor interruption because it segues into the next uh, part of the reading, uh, which is that he is has a bit of a discussion with Rose. Um, and I gotta say, I am really... Get, it is really getting on my nerves reading Doc Scratch talking to teenage girls. Yeah, yeah. It, man. Really, it's, it, this one really hits you over the head with it. Um, we, so Rose here, uh, this is Rose in the, 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 the final moments before her timeline goes dark. Um, ignoring her friend's messages, uh, to talk to, uh, scratch um and this pester log is a lot yes it certainly um, is <laughs> i'm gonna try to go through it step by step because i have a i have a bunch here um so it, it it starts out uh with rose um rose yeah rose pesters him because she is tired of waiting uh Scratch responds that her, like, she says, you know, you're supposed to contact me, and he says, you were getting impatient is exactly when I was meant to contact you. He, Rose tries to, continually tries to, like, gain the upper hand in their conversation, but, uh, continually fails because Scratch is omniscient. Um, and it is just really weird and uncomfortable to read. Uh, I, I, I think... Uh, in like a, not in like a good way, but like in a way that's very clearly intended. Yeah. Um. They talk about the 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 nature of the scratch itself, uh, and what it does, and what it does is it is a panic button for lost sessions. Um. It is not a method to deal with Jack so much as it is something that is just completely else on the side. And what it actually does do is that it completely resets the game set, the game. Um, insofar as resetting the state of the universe uh, to far beyond the game ever started. Um, it or, and it erases all that remains in the session in the Incivisphere in the progress in progress. Uh, Scratch gives a very, like, video game description of it also here. Uh, it, the, I was taken a little bit out of it when he started talking about, um, to physically do it, you need to get the Denizen's Quill, uh, from Jade's Planet. And you have to give your Strife Specimus to somebody else to use the quill to scratch the disc across its diameter. It, it's very, it's really weird and feels a little bit out of place. I mean, but, I, I, uh, I mean, it is a video game. Yeah, it's like fitting, but also it's it's weird to have, um, like what is really bad is like the consequences of the plan and all the things that are like part of it. Yeah. And, and it's just in here as the, the, the side quests you have to do to get the, to get the item. Um, but yeah, uh, it Rose uh, inquires that you know. Okay, so the plan to destroy the Green Sun um, will deal with Jack and Scratch in the process. Um, so the reset is just something completely else. 
Um, and Scratch kind of admits that, like, it is all part of his own plan moving things forward. That nothing, none of these actions are individually responsible for the game state he wants to achieve, but they're all part of his plan. Yeah. Um, which I think kind of mirrors the last conversation we saw between Scratch and Vriska, where he just shows his hand out of, like, in victory. Like, he's already got everything he wants, and he can now just be open about it, I guess. And it just, it just feels bad to read. It's not as explicit, I don't think. Um, I don't, maybe you have a different read on it, but, like, it's what it seems like to me. It's evocative. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh... The in regards to the scratch, um, Doc Scratch uh, teases the possibility of surviving the scratch and entering the new universe that is reset out of the current one. Um, and teases Rose with the possibility of going God tier, um, and how there is uh, there there are there are multiple ways to there there are multiple avenues through which one can reach the God tier. Uh, that may not necessarily involve the same way that the the same way that John did. Um, what is there? What else is there? Um, Scratch uh takes the mom a moment to explain uh immortality mortality and immortality as a god tier, um, and takes the opportunity to uh explain that god tears are immortal unconditionally unless killed and unless their death is either heroic or just which are as he concedes kind of buzzwords that are relative and moralistic yeah and it, and it really calls into question like who who decides what is heroic and what is just when it comes to a god tier dying <laughs> Yeah, um, God, God's your deaths, uh, not to spoil, uh, things, but this information will become relevant at some point in the future, and it was always a hotly contested, um, point of debate, uh, whether a given death was heroic or just. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it kind of, like, it, it, <laughs> it, we'll get to it. We'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. Yeah. Relatively soon, that. we'll get to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, geez, uh, we're we're drawing ever closer to four K, um, but yeah, um, scratch, yeah, scratch shows his hand at the at the end of page thirty six thirty and just straight up says, um, that uh, his own death as a result of destroying the Green Sun will bring Lord English, uh, a very evil man, into the into the universe, um. Which yeah, he's just showing he's he's showing his hand here because he has no need to conceal it anymore. Um, Rose, uh, credit to her, finds some issue with this idea. Um, and the the ultimatum that Scratch uh responds back with is, well, you have Lord English who is inevitable and whose existence is kind of already accepted by the status quo and will not really change much if he's allowed to just rampage through the universe and ensure its destruction. 
Um, and you have uh, Jack Noir, who is a complete rogue agent at, at this point, poses a similar existential threat, um, but is just out of control and is a bigger immediate problem. And this is where I start to look at this, and I'm like, I be I'm understanding where some of the political readings of this start to come into play. Oh? Um, I mean, th the concept of, like, what Scratch is offering here, to me, reads like, uh... It, he he says restoring he says like maintain the status quo uh verbatim at some point i believe um 3631 it's somewhere on here there are rules to his entry and his grim procession through paradox space is rather orderly the present equilibrium has accounted for him and will continue to um yeah not to get too political but i can easily see how one would read that as a literal uh allegory for like status quo in a in a shitty world order yeah where like say if there were a country that did more imperialism than anywhere than any other country on the planet <laughs> but it was a very stable existence um how one might be offered a choice uh periodically to maintain that because it is known and familiar not naming any specifics, but yeah, yeah, hypothetically, I, I read this and I and I see I see that you can pull something out of this, and yeah. I, yeah, um, yeah, editorializing aside, um, what where okay, so where was it? So, uh, Rose is given the the choice between uh, allow it whether or not to destroy the the green sun and. Which 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 evil to uh to enable, I guess. Yeah. Um do, do, do. where was I? Um Rose asks, so what the fuck do you want me to do? What am I supposed to do? And Scratch says, well, uh, I'm not going to tell you, but one of your consorts here has one of my magic cue balls that uh, can, so you do it. Um, Rose uh, asks, how, does it, how, how am I supposed to look at it? Um, how, how am I supposed to read it? It's, it's opaque. Uh, <sighs> Scratch kind of teases her to give... Uh, an answer to how she was supposed to read it, um, and she offers up magic. Um, in response to this, Scratch goes into a... He names a couple of other instances where people in this comic have been manipulated or uh, patronized by some outside force that granted them uh, a new agency, and posits th that Rose, uh, Rose's magic is not so much magic as her being granted powers by the horror terrors who have selected her for their service. Yeah. Um. Uh. He kind of nut teases her into the idea of giving up this allegiance um which she which she brings up and is uh and mocks the concept of it 
um, he brings up that, you know, maybe this whole dark magic thing has been causing you to periodically neglect messages from your friends, which is not inaccurate. Um, and let's see. Uh, Rose, uh, let's see, continue on. And Scratch once again pushes her to read the magic cue ball, um, which she does. Uh, her, I guess her latent seer of light powers kick in. The A viewport forms on the cue ball in the shape of the, the light class symbol, and Rose is able to read it. Uh, and what it tells her to do is to answer Jade. Man, I I can't wait to see what Jade has to say to her. I'm sure it's something great. Do you have any? I don't know. I don't know how we should break this up. I'm inclined to ask if you want to talk about anything from the scratch conversation before we go to the Jade conversation. Um, or if we want to take it all in one big chungus. I don't think there's anything much more to say about the scratch conversation except the fact that like it's it it's it's obvious that like Rose is like getting like increasingly uncomfortable talking to him. Just across the entire conversation. Yes, I I didn't specifically name it, but there like there are three times where Scratch plays really hard into like the creepy Discord pedophile yeah. role. Yeah, and and Rose just straight up says like, "Please stop doing that. I don't like it." Um, it's it's gross. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the line on a uh. uh 3628 where where rose says just please stop complimenting me and he just says no it, uh, it's it's ugh. yeah yeah um the <laughs> scratch as a as a character is interesting um a complete scumbag uh but the 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 casting of like weird abusive manipulator into like the literal role of like enemy mastermind yeah is it's an interesting casting like it's it's very simple but i there's something something is added to it by the internet being like the crucial medium in the comic i think i don't think it's that like unique or uh new but there's something to it that I that is uh, that stands out. Yeah. Um. Let's see. But yeah. So we went to the Jade conversation. Um, and oh boy, this is this is tough shit right here. Um. So Rose has evidently been putting off answering Jade for a minute now. Um. But Jade is really upset, and she uh, wants to know if if Rose is okay. Um. Rose, is, Rose does not know what's going on here, but Jade quickly uh, s- suggests that something has happened to Mom, and Rose uh, finds out immediately via her crystal ball that indeed something has happened to Mom. Man. Yeah. 3638 is, is a lot here. Um, let's see. This is this is quite a page for Rose, I would say. Yeah, we we really see Rose in in a light that we haven't before. 
she kind of like just starts losing her grip on like everything. She snaps uh, a little bit here. Um, her, her whole veneer of like detachment slips in a big way, and she's she gets really angry. This she's she's angry here. Um, she's angry at at Jade. She's angry at herself. Um, and the the universe, the Jack, um, the like Jade. Uh, Rose immediately responds by beating up on herself for not being attentive to to mom, um, and just having something to prove that she can't even remember anymore. Uh, Jade tries to console her. Um, is is not great at it, but Rose kind of snaps back at her, uh, saying, "You're doing fine for somebody raised by a dog." Yeah. That man, Rose. I, that's a line. Um, I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not not nice. Um, it, it goes over Jade's head, which I think is probably good. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. poor Jade. Um, poor, poor Rose, though. Jesus Christ. Um. Rose goes into this little monologue about how she never thought that mom would really... She never thought that mom would die or that she was in trouble. Um, and I think this is, like, a uh, a much more brutal uh, version of this is Rose's moment in the game of having to come to terms with reality. Yeah. And independence and like young adulthood yeah um and yeah it it we um she gives into anger uh as it, it shortly um she goes just like i Dave is, as, as Dave seems to suppress his reaction to Bro's death with ironic detachment, Rose has just sunk into anger, um, which I think it, it, is a, it speaks to their character and is, 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 are like defining aspects of them. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rose immediately begins to beat up on herself, um, she calls out how stupid her plan was and how confident she was in it. Um, and says basically, well, you know, I was already going to do the stupidest thing possible. Um, so what the fuck do I have to lose being impulsive now? And she brings up the idea of, you know, maybe, maybe the, maybe my sponsorship by the horror terrors is enough to let me just go and kill Jack myself right now. Um, she, she gets suicidal in a different way, in a much more direct way. Yeah. Um, Jade has no idea how to handle this. Um, and unfortunately, Scratch interjects again. My god. Man, get this guy out of here. I, I, I'm gonna admit, him walking in here and his first line being, hello ladies was a little bit funny 
just it's, a little it, bit. It is funny in a very dark way. It is really funny. Um, just, like like I was saying, Scratch is very well casted for what role he has to play in the story, and it's 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 genuinely great. Yeah. Um, very effective in being what he is, which is a complete sleazeball shitbag, uh, who's very uncomfortable to read. Um, but yeah, uh, Scratch kind of, um, Scratch kind of goes like, oh no, don't. Go into anger and uh, don't go into anger and go seek revenge. Haha, <laughs> fuck. I mean, that's what he's doing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and like Rose and Vriska share the trait, I think, of not being able to let shit go. They cannot not respond, and this is, I think. Rose's fatal flaw here because she just cannot stop responding to Scratch and she she goes with his suggestion once again to consult the cue ball and and see what it has to say and what it has to say is a bunch of bloodborne shit which causes her to uh finally at last go grimdark mode officially Um, the, the, the light leaves her eye as she looks into the, the, the cue ball, and she, I guess, becomes, like, wreathed in darkness. She, she's been and granted it, eyes. Yes, she's, she's getting norted. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I haven't even finished Kingdom Hearts 2 in ten years. Um, <laughs> but, uh... This is the moment, uh, of course, where the timeline goes black uh, through the Trollian viewport. Um, we see we see Kanai observe this for the hundred and second hundred and second time, uh, as Riska in the background mourns her freshly broken shades. But yeah, um, these after outside these two little uh, troll pages, um, we see. Uh, the consorts are kind of scared of uh, of Rose in in her new form, and she briefly entertains the notion of uh, resisting the urge to seek revenge, but takes off and uh, seeks seeks her vengeance off planet, and that is the last we see of Rose in this reading because the big man is going to request the timeout. Um, is there anything else that we want to go over with the, the, the Rose thing before we go into, like, utter nonsense? Um, I mean, just the, it's just so sad. Like, the conversation yeah. leading up to, to the grim darkness, it, uh, the, the, the one line that, like, really got to me is, uh, I think she was just waiting for me to catch up with her, but now I can't. Yeah. That line really hurt. I I think this might be like the most the, the our new record for like most emotionally raw page in the comic yet. Yeah. Um it's <sighs> Rose 
yeah, Rose expresses like a level of emotion we have not yet seen from her, and it is very unfiltered and raw and painful. And I, jeez, it's it it feels all the worse because it's like not a direct consequence of her own actions because of causality in the comic. Yeah, but it is it is set up to her as if it is her own fault. And it, it, it makes it really painful. Um, but, yeah. Uh, good in... Good in a writing sense. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Pain. Agony. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank God the big man requested a timeout. Yeah, and then we get, like, a complete fucking nonsense. We go from the toughest shit yet to the most, like, all I can respond to this with is question marks. Like, what the fuck is going on? This might be the best hussy interjection, like, in the comic. It's insane. <laughs> uh, like, and I, I, like, hussy also, like, definitely placed this on purpose. Like, he's oh, like, yeah. alright, we got that. Okay. Um, fucking... Time, time for me to come in as sweet bro and hella Jeff and, like, wreck some havoc, narratively speaking. The um, I, I don't even have anything to say about this. I, it, it, I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I've said before, but, like, the sweet bro and hella Jeff style is, like, one of my favorite things, like, ever. Pa- mm-hmm. Page 3653... I cannot get over this page. This page is really good. Um, it it is immensely funny. Uh, it, <laughs> like fuck, just fuck, dude. I want to know what in the goddamn he did to get this image to exist. This is this is an abused image file. This gif like has seen some shit. <laughs> I think my favorite detail is, like, the, the MS Paint star tools, or, like, what's yeah. left of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, where's the manager? This, yeah, this is just madness. Um, fucking Christ. Like, what even is happening? Dude, you got to snap it broke ways. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Um, Limpers. <laughs> this ends with this like very sincere note from Hussey to the reader ensuring them that uh as the Hussey self inserts Kareen dangerously closer and closer to canon um that it, it he will not that he will exercise restraint and it will be re- the influence will be reasonable to which my my answer is will it <laughs> that's a great question you will never relive the the sequence of emotions that you go through at, when when you read these pages for the first time and i think that's a shame and that's all i have to say about it Okay, anyways, let's get back to John. Yes, it just says that. It's great. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. Uh, I find okay. Something I find interesting. Um, on my laptop, I haven't bothered to download the official collection, the the unofficial collection yet. I have it on my desktop, but not my laptop. Um, and so I'm currently reading the 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 online Viz Media version, and it appears that like some of these silent flash pages just do not have like a YouTube embed yet. I don't. Are these made with flash? Are they? Because the, there's never been like. I, I mean, there there's like a wiki, Wait. a wiki page that like says what's made in Flash and what's not made in Flash, and I know that OpenBound was like the first thing made in HTML5. But wait, this is a GIF. Is it? This is just a GIF. What the fuck? Um, thirty six fifty. Oh, it yeah, is. It's just a GIF. It, it's a really high quality GIF with not a lot of animation compression, which is like. I don't know how the fuck Hussy finesse this. Um, why why does the GIF have a have a button, uh, a, a replay button that doesn't work? What's I don't know. I, I'm gonna put in mental note to uh to go back to this uh, after some more books have been released and see like if Hussy has anything funny to say about the the fake flash pages in the notes. Um. But yeah, so we go back to John, um, who was just drilled to the center of the battlefield and discovered the tumor. Uh, it's a big yin-yang, it's a big spiky yin-yang bomb um, of interest in the chamber that it is in. Uh, there appear to be some suspiciously mattress-shaped slabs of stone which e- with each of the kids' uh, class symbols on them. I'm sure that this uh, has no significance juxtaposed with Scratch recently mentioning the possible existence of multiple quest beds. No siree. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, but John looks inside this this big viewport in the front of the in in this in the front of the bomb and uh, sees through it a vaguely uh, triangle shaped. Count, a, a, a triangle shape, not like that on a on a magic eight ball or a magic cue ball, even uh, counting down from ten hours and twenty five minutes, uh, ten twenty five countdown. Um, and so it begins the countdown. What is here. homestuck? What is homestuck? But a series of countdowns. So true. Um, humorously, he uh he just capture logs it and puts <laughs> it in the wallet. That's a fucking big object. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. John returns to the surface in another fake Flash GIF. Um, can I just say that, like, the, the POV shot of, like, John flying into the camera is, like, I think this is the the least satisfied I've ever been with, like, a rendition of, of him. Yeah, it's kind of it, goofy looking. It looks like a South Park character. <laughs> uh... Man, that <laughs> reminded me. There was Uh-oh. like rumors of like a Homestuck South Park episode going around Ooh. like a year ago, and it it was so scary because like there was no evidence against it, so it, it was just scary. I, I I like I was on the edge of my seat up until they had released like the the descriptions of the the, the next season because it was supposed to be like a like the first episode of the next season that was coming out 
and I was like, dear God, please be fake. Because there Can was, you Im- th- imagine, like, the cultural, like, collision if if South Park did a Homestuck episode? Man. <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 reason why uh, the the rumor was going around is because somebody like had like a doctored screenshot uh, with, I think it was like somebody who was working on South Park, just some person who was part of the staff, and the person who made the image was a Homestuck, and they had it so that it was like person sent message to person working on show that was like, hey, how 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 do you guys at South Park feel about Homestuck and the person responds with, oh, funny that you ask, uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker uh, are currently looking into Homestuck, and they're 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 working with uh, Andrew Hussey to, to come up with a plot for an episode. Oh my god. And it was so scary. It was so scary because, like, nobody was debunking the image, and I was like, dear god. <laughs> Hussey, is, Hussey is and has been a lot of things, but he strikes me as, like... At, at all stages, for some reason or another, uh, at least fancies himself being above doing a South Park episode. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe now, I mean, well, I don't have enough about him, like, right now, but I feel like one right now, collaborating with South Park is, like, just, is like, man, that's, like, that's, like, going on The Simpsons right now. Like, that's pathetic. Yeah. You can do better, no matter what level of creator you are. Yeah. Um... But also, like, I feel like Old Hussey would just be too, uh, like, above it in terms of, like, uh, his own weird little personal elitism. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe at some point, like, we would get a, we would get a Chaos Hussey who was like, yeah, fuck it, burn it all down, let's do a Homestuck South Park crossover, why the fuck not? <laughs> um, but I, th- I, th- I don't think we have to worry about that now. I, I, um, I, I'm imagining in my mind what a, what a South Park a Homestuck episode would be like, and the only thing that I can like come to terms with is like the main four play Spurb, like the 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 South Park main four. That's definitely a fanfic. <laughs> That's definitely at least eight fanfics. They're out there, um, and I don't want any part of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google South Park stuck right now. We're not even done with the reading. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Man, uh, Sometimes you just gotta say fuck it. Let's finish the reading. Let's, we're so close to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, okay. Um, John retur- returns to the surface. Um, and once once on the surface, uh, he reunites with WV and is greeted by uh, the courtyard droll, uh, who has already forgotten his mission. Um... He's also accompanied, of course, by uh, the bunny, Liv Tyler. Um, John has a passionate uh, reunion with Liv Tyler, um, which it's just a great panel, very cute. Uh, I love it. Um, but uh, her her weapons seem to be gone. Um, not for long though, because the breeze uh, quickly reunites. Uh, the the uh John Liv Tyler and the little hammer the the hammer of Zillyhu love the little hammer of Zillyhu it's great um but it's tiny it's so impractical to use what are you gonna do with it um 
conveniently, Liv Tyler uh, has a note uh, addressed to John from our our mysterious pen pal friend with the dark with dark green text. Um, it doesn't really hint at anything we haven't already been hinted at before. Uh, we already knew that this character has, in correspondence with with Jade, said that uh, she is uh, their grandmother. Yeah. Um. But uh, in this note, this character really dances around it, uh, and does a bit of a very obvious wink, wink, nudge, nudge that John, even even John, in all his obliviousness, immediately picks up on. Uh, but the real, uh, important, um, minor plot device here is that the bunny can shrink or grow items, uh, it, it, at, uh, using its, its eye lasers. Um, and so, of course, uh, he, uh, he hugens the hammer, uh, to be now more practically usable. And uh, we get it. We get an awesome, classic little flash uh, to round out the reading. Um, I gotta say, uh, when when reading this in the unofficial collection, the the high fidelity uh, audio supplied by Bowman really enhances the quality of the flash. Um, it, it's mostly just a silly little thing, uh, but it has this where. Uh, I guess P.O. I guess it's supposed to be John uh, singing the 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 uh, Bowman's awesome vocals, uh, like what do you call it? Like a a chant, some kind of Gregorian chant. Yeah. Um, but there's these little cut-ins of like Carcat uh, crying um, with the 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 Z reflected in his eyes and uh, Gamzee holding it, which. I saw this as like a really dark implication that this was Gamzee's murder <laughs> weapon of choice in the Doom timeline. <laughs> Feels really out of place and dark here, but you know, I, I'm not gonna let my well, I'm not I'm not gonna let it get me too down. Considering all the other shit we've gone through this reading, yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's that's what we had for today. Wow. Wow. What a crazy reading. Yeah. Uh. More than and less than I thought it was going to be. Um, I guess looking back on it, uh, I like the Dream Bubble stuff. Um, there's a lot of dialogue that we didn't, that I didn't really get into in depth on, and I kind of regret that because, I like, like I said before, election week really, really took it out of me, and I didn't spend a, I didn't have a ton of time to dedicate to taking notes on this, um, but I did like a lot of the dialogue in the Dream Bubble. Yeah. Um, it's, it's cute. Uh, the Dream Bubbles are gonna serve as, like, our main, for a little bit, they're gonna serve as, like, one of the primary sources of, we have a bunch of characters interacting, and this is the way that we smash together all these improbable matchups, uh, to get new dialogue interactions. Yeah, like, it was great, it was great having Jade walk in for a little bit, and interact with them. Jade getting her uh, first glimpse at the the callousness that is normal in Alternian society um, was good. I I would like it if uh, that gets elaborated on at some point in more explicit uh, pester logs later. Um, but it's it, it's a good little thing to happen in the background as well. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, the all of the Scratch stuff uh, just fits in with our prior angle on Scratch, I think. Uh, he's a weird, weird creepy groomer uh, who is just enumerated as such in the text by characters who are pretty knowledgeable on the subject. Yeah. Um, the Rose stuff was the Rose stuff. Uh, we are, we, we are hanging on a cliffhanger of a, of, of a new, very, uh, consumed by rage Rose who is now presenting her own problem. And, uh, yeah, uh, John still has not discovered the fate of his father. Pain. Pain. I I wonder um, if we'll 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 get a development on that in in the next reading. Yeah, that, I wonder. That would be interesting. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Overall, I gotta say we're careening towards Cascade at a horrifying pace, and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> so true. Um. It's a joke. I'm very ready for it. I cannot wait for Cascade. <laughs> Man, the Cascade gonna episode awesome. is gonna be bonkers gonna be pretty cool we're gonna get to talk about so much we're gonna get to talk about new grounds <laughs> you get to talk about 2011 baby uh i'm gonna have to do some preliminary research before that but we have we have we have a couple uh episodes to get through before then um but uh before we get to that um i i think that the south park stuck thread is just too tantalizing to leave <laughs> hanging. So I, I want you to, to tell me what you've brought, what you can bring up here, what you've brought up here on Google, if there's anything good. Uh, I closed the tab, so I, I hold, hold on. <laughs> uh, we didn't plan this, by the way. Immediately, uh, I, there is art. Uh, it's Dave John. Uh, Solix and Aridan dressed as the, the, the main four South Park characters. Uh, there you go. Put that in the chat. I feel like that's really unfair to Dave, and I feel like it's really unfair to all those characters besides Aridan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, oh, yeah. There, there's a lot to unpack here, such as, uh... <laughs> Here, here, you see uh, Nepeta, but uh, South Parkified, uh, truly an atrocity. This is, this is funny, um, and I don't want to ever see it again. Uh, the, I, I gotta say, like the, um, like, f- like fandomy fan art of South Park, like, weirds me out so fucking bad. Yeah. It... Why? I, I don't... God, there's there's way more than I thought there would be, and I don't know why I underestimated. What I'm curious, like what the median age of these things are. Um. <laughs> oh, this looks like it was drawn by somebody who's like ten. Yeah. Oh. There's, Man. there's such a variety. There, there's art of like Homestuck characters interacting with South Park characters. There's South Park characters as trolls. There, there's random characters just in the outfits of South Park characters. There's South Park characters in Spurb uh, and God tiered. There, there's such a huge variety 
of, of shit going on in the Google search for South Park Homestuck. I think the real thing, like, what you're describing is basically what every popular fandom uh, went through with, 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 like, in regards to the Homestuck crossover. Like, uh, okay, I can tell that you're, you're shocked by something. I, I I found I found the image that I was talking about that like oh, no. scared everyone, including me. Uh, <laughs> Hello, I just want okay. Th- so this is a, th- uh, listeners, this is a mock up of I believe these are Instagram DMs. Yeah, uh, from the official South Park account. Hello, I just want to tell you that Matt Trey and I have just finished Homestuck. Tune into season twenty three of hashtag South Park this August. To get their full take on the comic in the episode Suburban Countdown. Um That is horrifying. Yeah, um, this image like fake. blew up and then nobody debunked it. And so there was just like a good few weeks until like the season aired where there was just no no one knew. No one knew if it was real or not. Man, it, th- there's a bad time when this is real. Um I like, I consistently think about the hypothetical timeline. Where like the the Homestuck Kickstarter did not get robbed from Hive Swap came out in 2014 and something happened like like Hussey managed to like finish Homestuck when he wanted to and then like move on to the sequel when he wanted to like like years earlier than it did and it caused Homestuck to like go mainstream and I I, I refer to this timeline as the Homestuck Funko Pop timeline. Oh God. <laughs> I am like imagining like Homestuck gets like a Detective Pikachu movie that's like in theaters. Like the like Detective Pikachu comes out, Sonic the Hedgehog movie comes out, and then the Homestuck movie comes out. It, and, like everyone agrees that it's like it, it's 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 great for kids. And if you're and if you watch it, you might you might see some stuff as a fan that you that you get a chuckle out of. And it's a horrific it's a horrific timeline to be in. See, I I I would think that Hussey would shoot for the Netflix series. I I don't think he would go Hollywood. I hmm. I think he would settle for like a multi season Netflix series. But who knows? It's an interesting question as to how you would adapt this comic because. On one hand, like, all of the events take place so... The, the timeline, if you look at it, is very short up to this point. Like, I think we're still in the first, like, 24 hours yeah. of yeah. entering the session. Yeah. Um, so, it would be weird as a Netflix... As, like, a series. But too much happens for it to be a movie. Uh, and that's why the ideal format is Homestuck the Musical, which already exists... And there, there, there's a live recording of I think a high school performing it uh, on YouTube. <laughs> what? I wasn't ready for you to say that. You, you didn't know about Homestuck the musical? No, I had no idea. This flew under my radar. Yeah, it, it kind of flew under a lot of people's radars, but it's out there. Like it's a, I think it's a three act musical. I, I assume this is just something made by some high schoolers. Yeah. Like yeah. But it's got it's got choreography. It's got actual music numbers. It's 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 scary. Um, is it like is it based or cringe? Like um, I, I'm envisioning that like the two possibilities here are like it's a surprisingly fun and competent tribute to the comic by some passionate fans, or like 
Aridan says yeah in it. Those are the two things I can envision out of this. I haven't watched it all the way through. I I I got like drunk and watched like two videos of it. Uh and then I just forgot because I was drunk, so I don't remember what my experience was. But I, I'm looking at the playlist. It's it's twelve videos and they range anywhere from fifteen minutes to twenty minutes. Damn, that's oppressive. It also covers the entire comic. So like the whole ass thing. Well like, most of it, because it was made like early twenty fifteen. Damn. Uh I I I'm looking at the thumbnails and I see characters who we will not see until like a good ways into Act Six. So That's really interesting. because uh, like I have a very particular image in my head of, like, what this would look like if it came out in, like, 2011, and it would be the thing where, like, there's a musical number about the shipping wall, <laughs> and Aridan says, weh, and, like, the there's a, I don't know, what other fucking obnoxious fandom memes were big back then? Jigas. Um... I don't know, but you you get the idea of like what I'm getting at. Yeah. But this 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 in 2015 is interesting because that was like the low point of Homestuck being on the internet. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was definitely so in decline. It was it was bizarre. it was in the it was like during like one of the big hiatuses while Hive Swap was being worked on. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't, that reminds me that we're gonna have to that like. We need to keep an eye out for, like, really long pauses now, because we're getting to that part. Yeah. Where, uh, the comic would just go dark for months, and people would be waiting on the next update for a long-ass time. Truly the Dark Um. Ages. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, I, I feel like we talked about, like, adapting the comic before. Uh, but... It's an interesting question, because... I feel like there's no way, like, in the current landscape of, like, most of the movies and shit that come out, or, like, series, are, like, revivals of some IP. Now that Viz Media and, like, not exclusively Andrew Hussey owns the rights to it, we're gonna see some adaptation of this comic in some form before we die. Yes. <laughs> and that's an inevitability. I... And that scares me. Maybe... Maybe Homestuck the anime will be real. Maybe that's the ideal format. Oh my god. Because I, th- I think about it, and I think about, like, how Homestuck switches, like, art styles, and it's, like, constantly jumping through, like, different mediums. And I immediately think of how, like, Fooly Cooly would just, like, switch up the animation style just out of fucking nowhere. And you know what? <laughs> Maybe Gynax should make Homestuck the anime. <laughs> <laughs> is Gynax still in business? Um, I thought they dissolved a while ago. I don't know. I I don't really... Uh, Let's see, Gynax... I was under the impression that like they self-destructed at some point. Um, nope, they're, Trigger stu- was... they're still really? making stuff. Really? Because I know that all of the talent that I liked like, splintered off and formed Trigger... Or just kind of went off on their own at some point. The last um, anime they made was in 2015? Dang. Uh, that's not that recent, but, like, that's more recent than I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, like, a year after Kill a Kill came out, and that was when Imaishi and his animator buddies yeah. all 
popped off. Here's how um, Gynax can be saved. Homestuck the anime. Th- there you go. S- solved. We'll- you owe us royalties now, by the way. <laughs> uh, we'll take a generous 2%. I think that's fair uh, for suggesting <laughs> this concept. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome, hussy. Um, but yeah, like... <sighs> I don't know, like you could like like a, a series of vignettes. Like I feel like trying to adapt the whole thing one for one, one for one, one one to one, would be a really arduous task. Yeah. Because uh, even in its current form, the the pacing feels stilted a lot of the time. Um. I don't know. Uh, post in the comments below what you think the what you think that Homestuck, the Netflix series, it will, will look like when it comes out in 2025. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that the best thing that we could ask for would be that, like, th- there's, like, a, 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 a subsections of the comic get adapted in, in our fleshed out more. Like, we get a, we get a, uh, Alternia Bound miniseries or something. Um, I'm gonna say that adapting the entire thing front to back would be a, a nightmare, and I would have no choice but to hate watch it. Yeah. But yeah. Um. I don't know. We're we're just just now creeping up on an hour and a half, and I I can't think of anything else to say. So, do you want to give us our reading for next week? Uh, sure. It's a short one, and I I already told you why it's a short one, but readers will find out why it's a short one if they if they click the page after where our reading ends, but uh, it's going to be from 3680 to 3763, which is what? 83 pages. 3763. Yeah. Yeah. It's 83 pages. It's kind of short. Um, we, we, we do cover some, some interesting things, but it's, it's on the short end because I like continuity in, 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 certain regards and what comes after this we're gonna we're gonna want to do as isolated as possible yeah but yeah um uh i'm gonna say that we take it to the close if you have no objections uh no not none at all <laughs> okay um i think that was more than enough south park discussion for a <laughs> lifetime um and i pray that we never come up it never comes up again um all right, uh, listeners, you have been tuned into a Homestuck podcast. I am your co-host, Aiden. Sorry, and... I, I, <laughs> I, op- I, I tabbed back over to to the 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 South Park Homestuck Google search, and it like turned my brain off. I, <laughs> I, I, I am Aiden. I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm derailed. Okay, listen, Homes of Oz. I'm in. They're John. Um, I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. Uh, as always, thank you so much for sticking with us and supporting uh, our little our fun little project here. Um, I want to give a shout out to Alex for editing this um, and making sure that we are always. Uh, Stop! Stop posting! <laughs> Stop! I, John is sending things in the in the admin channel that are just I I 
this is the last episode. Um, <laughs> do not catch us back next week with pages 3680 to 3763. Uh, it's over. It's canceled. Um, I will be logging out of the, of the Twitter and never logging in again. <laughs> Thank you. And good night. Uh, have a nice life, everybody. Farewell. Goodbye. <laughs> wow.